Hey there, patrons. Welcome to your bonus podcast for episode 303. This is my extended conversation with Hallie Morse about Broadway for Biden. And in this, if I recall correctly, because I haven't listened to it again yet, we talk, why am I telling you? You'll hear it because you're about to listen to it. I'm pretty sure Hallie and I were talking about um, the, um, the combination of artist and entrepreneur kind of crossover. If I remember right, tell me if I'm wrong. Well, I guess I'm about to find out if I'm wrong because I always listen to these before I publish them. This is too insider. You don't need to know this much, or do you? What do you, wh- I don't even, what? Hey, guys, did you watch the debate last night? I shouldn't have even named it. Um, wow. What a time. What a time. Uh, anyway, enjoy the podcast. And I don't really have anything new to tell you this week. Uh, yeah. All right. Enjoy. And uh, I'll see you next week. Ooh, I got two good, ooh, two good conversations. And actually, this is something worth throwing out to you all. Uh, the next two interviews I have, one is with a um, activist, photographer, uh, social media um, guy that makes a lot of different stuff, and a musician, Soul Eubanks. And something happened in the bonus podcast with Soul that then happened again yesterday when I was <laughs> interviewing the next guest, Aselica Smith, who does a great, beautiful podcast called A Colored Girl Beautiful. Oh, no, I think it's The Colored Girl Beautiful. Um, during the bonus podcast with both of these guests, they dropped some info and beautiful thoughts that I wish I had included in the main podcast. So I'm kind of trying to figure out exactly how to handle that, especially with Soul Eubanks. He did a lot of talking about how his being a, a black man has affected his um, activism and his, um, it, yeah, I, I see, I can't say it as well as he did, but as he was explaining it, I was like, oh, this needs to be in the main podcast. Like this is information that, this is ideas that I really yeah. So if you have thoughts about that, let me know. I, I'm thinking of like clipping those parts out of the bonus podcast and kind of um, putting them into the main podcast, but also still leaving them in the bonus podcast. What does that feel like to you all? Um, I don't think a ton of you listen to this podcast, but honestly, I have no idea because Patreon doesn't show me that particular piece of data. So I don't know how many people download and listen to this bonus podcast. But if you're one of those people and you have feelings about that, um, let me know. This is supposed to be special content just for you. And it is. But I get the sense, especially after the polling I did and the different conversations I had with some of you, um, I feel that you would also find it important that these ideas that I find important reach as many people as possible, thus putting it in the main podcast and not the bonus podcast. So if you have thoughts about that, I'd love to hear them. And um, other than that, here's the bonus with Hallie Morse. Hey, patrons, welcome to your bonus podcast. I have Hallie on the phone still. Hello, Hallie. Hi, Michael. <laughs> I'm so proud. A little behind the scenes. I was, I've been like freaking out about getting <laughs> your name right all this time. And I screwed it up while we were in it. Anyway, I did it right. I want, <laughs> I, I love it. I demand credit for doing a thing that is very basic. <laughs> credit is due, Michael. You get it. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> so I would love to talk to you a little bit more about the, the transition, like your you know, you were in a place with as a performer that you had to make this decision about what to do, 
like with having mm-hmm. another surgery and you chose to pivot. I, I'm always curious about people, how they uh, traverse something like that, like a major life change like that. What can, can you tell me something about that? Yeah, totally. I think, you know, for me, well, having one surgery sucks, um, yeah. you know, when it's a vocal surgery, when it's something that's like your livelihood depends on it, it is terrifying and you just never know how it's going to end up. Um, it ended up fine, but for me, a year and a half later, it ended up coming back. Um, this is a pseudo system of vocal cords, um, which happens. It's like one in four chance that it's going to come back. So I had to have it a second time. And it was that go around after I'd like gotten back on my feet and gotten back to performing um, that you felt and felt knocked down again, which I mean, it takes a lot to knock me down. Um, hmm. I just was convinced that I wanted to find something that was um, going to serve me and that I, I would no longer be dependent on on my voice it, in the event that it did happen again. Um, but also didn't want, just didn't want it to happen again. So what yeah. could I do? What, how can I just, you know, find something that for once in my life is sort of my like backup, right? Like I think for many people, you come to New York and like you kind of, you're all in cause you kind of have to be um, without a backup plan. So, I mean, at least that was my route. And so finally I was like, okay, let me just take a step back and, and, and see what else I can do. And so I started um, just applying to things. My first office job was with uh, Hamilton, um, the, the general manager of Hamilton. So I, I ran the Hamilton lottery working with Lin-Manuel Miranda on those ham for ham shows. Um, if anyone recalls those that happened outside of the theater. So it was like 1500 people that would come and, uh, try to get a chance to win a lottery. And it was right after they'd won the Tonys and they were just like so super popular. And, um, I was just like there to like learn and absorb and, get, you know, a taste of what that general management was about. I mean, general management is really like the hub of shows uh, on Broadway. So that was just like a first sort of peek into uh, into that. I also, in an effort to keep my health insurance, was stage managing. So stage managers are with the same union as actors. And, you know, fortunately, someone who PSM'd me on tour uh, offered to let me ASM him. So I was keeping my health insurance that way. And again, learning about like behind the scenes, like the production side of things, being in production meetings. And um, I, I, I subsequently uh, stage managed like, I don't know, a dozen shows in, in New York at, at off-Broadway theaters. And this was like such a departure from what I'd been doing. Wow, yeah. Um, so like I, I did it at like Classical Theater of Harlem where like two years prior, I'd played Hermia in A Midsummer Night's Dream. And then I was back ASMing and like, you know, running lines with the leads and, and you know, cleaning, filling, re- refilling the coffee pots, you know, just like being humble and being a student. Right. And it was uh, a lot of, I mean, a lot of learning. I was really grateful to, to, to do it with the company. Classical Theater of Harlem is, is, is one that I love. I went on to do it at a, at a number of other theaters um, and just like learned how to do it. I don't love stage management, but uh, they are truly the glue of any production uh, and the unsung hero. And I think just having such a greater appreciation for um, for that also, um, you know, I had even more reverence for putting on shows. And uh, every show that I did brought me closer to a uh, producer. So um, I often was like helping with some producer tasks or some marketing, social media, things like that. And um 
I took also a year long producer development program. And uh, I think, you know, we, we talked about in the earlier interview, just like how artists are, are often very entrepreneurial. And so this was really feeding that, that part of me um, of how to architect a show, you know, learning how to do it, how to do um, nonprofit theater, how to, you know, do commercial theater uh, and really just like learning. So that was sort of how I thought about it in a way. It was just like, uh, like almost like a master's program, just like learning in that way. Yeah. Um, and then I was offered uh, to, to be the producing director of uh, the theater company T Schreiber theater in New York. And, and I ran the shows, the productions for um, a year for a full season there, which I absolutely loved um, being a part of an organization, um, you know, building out strategy for all of the shows for a full season. Um, I, I just, I loved that. I love being able to pull on the resources and like the institutional knowledge um, and, and really enjoyed that. And then was um, brought onto the public theater to run shows at Joe's pub. So I um, like mine produced, I don't know, like 700 shows with Joe's pub. Wow. Night. So we did, um, uh, a lot of shows and that was a ton of fun. I'm such a fan of the public theater um, and really just appreciate the work that they do that they put on stage and the opportunities that they gave me. So, you know, I got to do work with the uh, mobile Shakespeare unit with under the radar and like their various programming there. And um, also in that time, you know, started to think about going, taking the next step and going to business school. So, it really just, it is such a personal decision, but I, for my purposes, really didn't know what business school was. Like the idea of getting an MBA um, wasn't really on my radar. Like my, my mom is a musician. My dad is a veterinarian. Hmm. No one, you know, comes from, uh, you know, the business world or has an MBA. So I think just learning about it and doing tons and tons of research, I just became even more interested and, um, the the road to, to getting an MBA is you know it's not it's not easy like the application process and all of that taking the GMAT test um, but I felt like I was working towards something that you know was really going to pay off if it was that um, it, it involved because <laughs> it really is so involved um, yeah. and so I started like the application process while I was actually getting back to performing and um, also assistant directing so I worked with. Uh, Diane Paulus on a few shows at the American Repertory Theater. And what was great about it is that um, from the moment I told her I was applying to business school, she um, started bringing me into like board meetings and getting involved in that way and, and understanding the other side of it because she's someone who is a director and is in the room, in the rehearsal room, but also runs uh, a theater company and has to, you know, have boardroom credibility and manage those, you know, donor relations and all of that. So that was a really great um, way to, to just like be up close and personal with that. And it just made me think even more excited about it. And what's crazy too, is that everyone's path to doing something like that is so, so different. So um, I do hope to be able to use my MBA uh, within the arts to boomerang back. Uh, right now, though, I'm leveraging the two years that I spent at Columbia Business School and I'm um, going into consulting um, mm. and will probably be there for a, a few years. And, um, and, and then we'll see, you know, 
I don't have the all I have, you know, I, of course I've got my, my 10 year plan, but, um, it's flexible. So I do, <laughs> yeah. hope, I do hope to be, to be back in the arts, but I, I'm just an advocate for expanding your skill set and trying new things and, um, you know, not letting yourself get stuck or feel stuck. Uh, there are many obstacles, uh, and there's no need to like make it harder for yourself. If you have an impulse to, to do something that you want to try something, um, there's nothing stopping you from, from trying. And I think especially right now, um, while, while our industry is sort of on hold, yeah. I, I would encourage people to, to do that and know that it's, um, it will feel scary, but it, if you're scared, it's probably something you should do and, and it may really be worth it. Yeah. I, th- I mean, this is a really important time in history, especially for theater people to be thinking about and to hear your story about like, it's, amazing to I don't like you've lived this this life so it may not seem as amazing to you or maybe it does but it's really wild and exciting to hear just the path and the way you were able to do so many different things you know like in one lifetime and you're still and you're still evolving yes always always evolving yeah and you know I think having like a growth mindset is so important you know I feel like I'm just I will never be that person who says like I've, I've figured it all out um you know we're, we're always we're always growing and always learning so yeah but I appreciate I appreciate that and it's um it's it has it has been a journey that's for sure and um who knows where it leads yeah do, do you have like those moments when you when you're just like Oh, that's it. Like, this is the end of the road. Like, I'm not going to be able to do another, like this, you know, when things feel like the end, do you have those moments and what do you do with them? I mean, yeah, I kind of think that like, listen, I think that's like the actor's plight. I think anytime, you know, you finish a show and you don't have another one, like you're always like, you know, imagining like that was it. I'm never going to do it again. You know? Um, yeah. I think that that is very, very relatable. Um, and I, I have felt that in, in so many stages in life, you know, from my shows to that I've, that I've been in, that I've produced and being in different organizations to just graduating from business school. And am I going to stay in touch with people? Um, and even, you know, with Broadway for Biden, which I've invested so much in at this point that, um, I will be taking on a different role as I do start my full-time job. Mm. And also, you know, come election day, we're all going to have to um, hopefully, you know, it, it, happily, you know, leave, leave it behind. Um, but this is the most collaborative industry that there is. This is uh, really the one industry where you are like six degrees away or less of someone and, I think more than any, any industry that I, I've been involved with feels just like the most tight knit. And so I always have, you know, faith that I'll, I will reconnect and that, um, you know, I'll, th- the people will be involved in my life again and that it will lead to something. Uh, I think that, that, that sort of faith also happens like the longer you've been doing this, um, yeah. as you see that pattern, as you see, um, you know, if you continue to do the work and work begets work, um, and that, yeah, I mean, as much as I've put 
put recommendations in for people to to work on other shows or other you know projects. Um, you know, people are out there doing the same for you. So, mm. I I love it. This has been a great conversation. It's been such a delight to talk to you. I'm so grateful you were able to take the time to uh, do this interview. Thank you, Mikey. Thanks for listening to me. Just like you know, ramble on. <laughs> uh, that was that was the point to get your perspective, and and we did that. Cool. <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for taking the time and for joining me on both of these podcasts. And people who are listening, um, be sure to check out the show notes for the main. Uh, well, I'll put the show notes here too with all the links for Broadway for Biden stuff, so you can get involved. Um, thank yes. you for joining me. Thank you, Mikey.